common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. Hey there, I welcome you to the Inez Says Podcast. I'm Scott Inez. Thanks so much for being here today. You can find the podcast all over the place, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find it also in the WDBO app on demand for free. And you can also find me on the radio every weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, this is a story that really, with all the stuff going on in the world, including the Supreme Court leak and what has resulted in that in terms of the chaos we're seeing around the country, this is a story that is kind of off the radar right now, but a very important story nonetheless. Walgreens has agreed to pay the state of Florida $683 million to settle a lawsuit claiming that the drugstore chain helped fuel the state's opioid crisis. The settlement includes $620 million to be paid over 18 years and a one-time payment of $63 million for attorney's fees. Walgreens admitted no wrongdoing in this deal or liability, but in court filings, the state claimed a Walgreens drug distribution center sold 2.2 million tablets to a single Walgreens pharmacy in tiny Hudson, Florida, enough for a roughly six-month supply for each of the town's 12,000 residents. In some cases, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody's office said that Walgreens increased orders up to 600% in just two years, including, for example, supplying a town of 3,000 with 285,800 orders of oxycodone in one month. So this settlement ends a case that went to trial on April 11th in Newport Ritchie. Walgreens opted not to join a combined $878 million settlement with four other healthcare companies. So that makes right now about $4 billion in Florida coffers from these settlements. There's nobody better to talk about this settlement than Andre Bailey. Andre is the founder and CEO of Project Opioid here in Orlando. Here's that conversation now. How impactful is this ruling going to be in in trying to tackle the opioid addiction and, and overdose situation that we're seeing not only here in Florida, but all over the country? Scott, it's critically important, and I'm so happy you continue to talk about this because, uh, you know, we've got Mother's Day this Sunday, and, and not to be uh, negative coming up on this great holiday, but if you're a mom out there, the number one thing you've got to fear for right now, if, if you've got kids, if you've got teenagers, if you've got 20-year-olds, is overdose for your child and death by these drugs. Scott, there was a stat that came out last, uh, about a week and a half ago, that 73% of the deaths in America for those who are 18 and younger, 73% were based on a death caused by fentanyl, Mm. 73%. So this is an insane crisis, but we've got to remember, Scott, that this crisis started with the overprescribing of the drug Oxycontin and um, kind of the foundation of this crisis was laid by companies like Walgreens and others mm-hmm. who were reckless in giving these drugs out to so many people. Uh, and so this lawsuit uh, will total almost actually $4 billion mm-hmm. when you add this money to money that's going to come from Purdue Pharma. The Purdue Pharma money hasn't been settled yet. 
So the attorney general, the governor, they're going to have a big war chest of money to start looking to find solutions for people that need help who are struggling and to educate young people on the new dangers of these drugs. Well, I know you'll have a say in that, but I mean, you're talking about four billion here that the state now has. How is it going to be used to tackle this very important and deadly issue of, of opioids and fentanyl coming over the border? How, how is this going to be addressed by the state? Do we know yet? Well, listen, uh, if the big tobacco lawsuits um, that, that we saw years ago are any indication of what could go wrong, you know, we've got to be very careful. I know there's a lot of supporters for the governor and, and the attorney general and others among your listeners. But listen, government does a terrible job at solving social, uh, any kind of social issue or a crisis like this in a broad sense. So what Project Opioids looking at is really trying to partner with government, with local leaders, state leaders, to make sure that newer programs that really look to keep people out of jail educate young people on the dangers of taking even these prescription drugs. You know, we've done a much better job in the past few years of limiting prescriptions. Now the real deaths are coming from drug dealers sneaking fentanyl across the southern border and and that drug winding up in all kinds of drugs that people are taking and dying from. So it's really going to take leaders, um, your listeners, others like yourself, holding government accountable and making sure that we use this money for its intended purpose. You and I have talked a lot about the horrendous fentanyl issue with all this poison pouring over the southern border, Andre. Uh, How can this settlement help with with this fentanyl that's taking American lives at an alarming rate? How how do we get some of that money toward this problem? Yeah, it's interesting because if you look at the challenge Florida has, uh, you know, your listeners here in Florida, Central Florida, you know, we don't we have no border with Mexico. You know, we, we have an, an ocean and, uh, you know, we've we've got to drive from, you know, the Pensacola area to Texas because really these drugs are pouring across the Texas border. That's really, you know, you can call it the southern border, but Texas is where these drugs pour in. And, uh, you know, we've we've got an administration, you know, love them or hate them that has politicized immigration and now is allowing more people than ever to cross the border. It's allowed the border to become much more lax. You know, Scott, there's kind of a big special uh, that you could watch uh, on on YouTube where they showed how the southern border is also lax when it comes to Americans crossing, right? Like, and the drug dealers are paying Americans to smuggle some of the, you know, felons to smuggle some of these drugs in. So we've got to tighten the southern border. We've got to figure out how to police the southern border better. And and some of this money, I think we could look at partnering with other states on the enforcement side. The other thing we have to do, though, is educate our young people. Do not take drugs anymore. Drugs were something that we could, you know, we could allow in American society casual drug use. At times, drugs have never been good. But now drugs, one pill, one, you know, dose of a drug, you don't know where it it came from. It can cost you your life. Well, I could go on all day with you. Unfortunately, we're up against the clock here. But again, the Walgreens pharmacy chain reaching a $683 million settlement with the state of Florida. That means the state now uh, has about $4 billion in the coffers to tackle this opioid addiction problem that we are seeing here in Florida and all over the country. And, and let's hope uh, that money is spent the right way here, Andre. Scott, if you're a mom out there, if you're a parent, talk to your kids about drugs. Let them know they're not like they used to be. They're dangerous. 
and learn about naloxone. There's a there's a FDA approved medicine, Narcan, totally harmless to have in your home. And if someone were to overdose on accident on one of these dangerous drugs that they just happened to come into their possession, this can stop an overdose. So this is this is the new reality, Scott. We've got to take drugs more seriously than ever to save lives. And what's the best way to get that Narcan, Andre? You can go to our website, everyonecampaign.org, uh, or reach out to us at Project Opioid. I'm Andre Bailey. You can reach out to me. We'll help you get Narcan for free. And um, we we got to all think differently about this drug crisis. It is killing middle schoolers, high schoolers, college-age kids. I was with someone yesterday who told me her 18-year-old brother, who was a student at UF, died of an overdose just a few weeks ago, one pill. This is what's happening to our kids, Scott, and we've got to work together to stop it. Thanks to the founder and CEO of Project Opioid, Andre Bailey, for that chat here on the Inez Says Podcast. That will wrap it up for me today. Join me on the radio every single weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.